This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Saltine's brand crackers. They're not just for white people anymore. Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we're here to remind you that this weekend on... Saturday the 17th. And Sunday the 18th, we'll be at Itzacon in the South Mall. Yes, celebrating St. Patrick's Day and the fabulousness that is Prison Dad. Right, come see us at the Prison Dad table. Check out there's more information on prisondad.com. And on April 27th, 28th, and 29th, we will be at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con. Along with Kyle Reese, that yeah. guy that played the dad on... Um, Luke, Luke Cage is going to be there? Yeah, Shades? going to be there. No. Riker? No, I was trying to say the dad from Dexter. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. He's on Black Lightning, too. Yeah. The daughter from Black Lightning is going to be there. It's going to be an awesome con. It's going to be the biggest thing we've ever done. We're super amped. Yes, it's going to be really cool. But we just finished watching Get Out. Yeah. So that's what we're here to talk about. It's a great movie. Won an Oscar. Jordan Peele won an Oscar for writing an original screenplay. Apparently, he started writing it 20 different times and stopped, and he made himself go on, which is super cool, because that's probably how my writing career also came into play. Um, right. I tried many, many times. We talked to a lot of people at Start and Stop. I have projects that have Start and Stop, too, that have gotten kind of decent. But you can do that and too, get an Oscar, apparently, yeah. if you keep yeah. at it. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Really awesome. Um, so, are we doing spoiler-free? Are we doing non-spoiler-free? I what, think what are we, doing? we don't have to watch for spoilers, because it's been out long yeah. enough that you can watch it for free on right. HBO at yeah. this point. So. so, this movie totally totally falls into movies that we talk about on a regular yes. basis. Like, uh, it was amazing. I mean, it was it was four, four, four out of four, five out of five, ten yeah, out of ten. I loved it. Whatever your rating I mean, scale I like is. scary movies, and yeah, it really created, like, a whole new way of dealing with a scary movie. I've fallen to this rut lately where I either watch a superhero movie or I watch something in space. Where, like, I haven't been watching, like, like a more, like, psychological sci-fi thriller kind of thing. You know? I watch scary movies all the time. You watch and more mysteries. scary movies than I am. Yeah. But, uh, scary movies to me, like they kind of like get into a rut where I kind of get bored because it's the same thing, a lot of the same thing. So they happens to make you jump. But you watch a lot of scary movies and you're like, you know what, that was dumb. Yeah, I do. Sometimes it's fun. Yeah. Sometimes it just makes you look at the world a different way. That's I true mean, too. I agree. I think this like people's own minds and thought processes are probably the scariest things in the world. Yes. So those are the kind of stories that get under your skin. Right. And that's very much what this story is about, but, you know, it's, you know, literally getting under people's skin. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Taking over bodies. So it's got, it's got, like, body snatcher elements. Yeah, it does. It's got, like, Stepford Wive elements. It totally does. You know? Um... That whole feeling of being surrounded by people that you don't understand, kind of creepy alien situation going on. Um, right, because it kept you guessing at first, because you were like, okay, are they aliens? Are they... Are they all bad? Yeah. Or are some of them good? Or is he just, you know, being a little paranoid? Or, right. you know, and, and showing his different perceptions, you know? But... But in any case, it ends up being, like, even creepier than you could imagine. Because white people from Connecticut, man, something's wrong with those people. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in this movie there is, though. Um, you know, anybody that's going to 
going to have their cereal and then have the milk on the side. <laughs> I don't even know what that... I'm lactose intolerant, so I just skipped ske- cereal in general because I just felt like it didn't make any sense for me. But really didn't. That That's just weird. I don't know. I don't really eat cereal, but that was that was weird to watch, too. It's really creepy. I feel like that was, like, nice you know, so such a wiper. But, you know, like, stepping through the movie and seeing this, like, happy couple going to... Going up to see... Her family for, like, a little family weekend. Right, exactly. Which people do all the time. People do. And that's... It's a nerve-wracking even when nothing goes wrong. Because you... Because anybody's family that isn't your family feels alien. They just really do. Yo, I met my in-laws 15 years ago, and it's still weird. All right? Yeah. Yeah, Bill, I know you don't listen to this. I know you don't. (laughs) Nah. Especially this movie he wouldn't be listening to, let me tell you. Oh, my... No, but I mean, so you you already have that feeling of, like, this dude's going to feel super awkward. Yeah. And then it's, like, a very wealthy white family, which, you know, I'm, like, middle-class white person. I've never been to a rich family home in, like, Connecticut, so I would feel weird there, too. Um, but, but you've it's been to like a richer party, family. though. I've been to richer parties, and it is as annoying as these people are. <laughs> I never feel like I belong at a richer party. I'm just like... Because you don't. Cause I'm just I like, don't. I was listening to Swedish black metal my way here, all right? And they're, like, making creepy, fake conversation. I can't stand that. I can't stand, like, small talk garbage. Like, it just yeah. makes me want to scream in someone's face. For real. And act like a psychopath, because I just can't. I don't care. I don't want to talk about the weather... I don't want to have, like, stupid surface conversations we talk about, about the weather. someone's clothes. Like, who we talk about cares? Clothes. Occasionally, but that's not, like, all we talk Like, I don't like that, oh, Muffy darling, have you seen Juliana's sweater? Like, ew, Jesus, I can't. You wrote uh, a good story that kind of has something like that in Volume 3 called um, The Jaws like, Blog. Yes, yeah. I was making fun of all the parties that I went to in law school with people that were just so awkward and horrible. And that were rich white them. people. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I don't feel what what Chris is, went in, like what Chris, the character, went through in this to the same extent that he did, but I totally get feeling very uncomfortable having very awkward conversations with people that have no idea, like, who you are or, like, what you've dealt with in your life because they're so insulated. Right. Like, they think they're saying friendly things, right. but it's very disrespectful. Right, and exactly. Weird. Like, yeah, it's very weird. It's awful and so awkward. Um, but look, if we talk about Jordan Peele, you know, so so there was the Key and Peele movie, Keanu, which, you know, what, what I liked about it was that it was too... Um, like, the, the, the characters that they were playing were playing, you know, like, there weren't these two tough guys. Right. And they were playing tough guys, so there were these, like, Nerdy guys playing tough guys. So they're almost like themselves playing their characters on the show, which yeah. I thought was great. My like favorite scene was where he kid. smoked a crack in the bar. Where he smoked crack in the bar. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, my favorite favorite scene. The cat was great, too. But, yeah, you know. the, I thought it was so cute that they were just trying to save their little kitten. Yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah, it was brilliant. Brilliant, you know. And the Campbell show, uh, I've seen every sketch, like, three times. Um, it's, like, one of those shows that, like, when I finished watching it, I wouldn't delete it off my DVR. I yeah, like keep it around to watch so it like good. several like, times. So I, funny, we, topical, like just you and I love sketched comedy though. Like, yeah, the state Saturday Night Live, Kids in the Hall, like mm-hmm. the Old we, Chappelle Show. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like I like those sort of like in your face. Like here's a 
here's something to think about. Right. Like, I like Portlandia a lot more than you do. I don't like that guy. I really feel like there's something very creepy. Yeah, Jen and I were talking the other day about how much we like Fred. <laughs> I just, I feel like Fred Armisen is like a gaslighter and he's like <laughs> manipulative and I don't, I feel nah. like, I feel like I've, if I ever had to hang out with him in real life, like I would just feel very on edge the whole time I was around him that he was going to do something really weird and creepy and awful, but he would do it in a way that you couldn't say anything to him about it because I just feel like that's who he is. You know what's funny I don't is, like that. I feel like the serial killer that he's playing on Last Man on Earth this season, I feel like, I feel like that's, like, Fred, what it's like to hang out with Fred. Mine is the whole eating people, or but maybe the awkwardness and the know, awkward conversation, yeah, like I and like... uh, I can see Fred being like, I'm gonna paint you. And I'd be like, uh, like, uh, no, no, how about no? I don't know. I just feel like I would feel extremely awkward and uncomfortable around him because when I watch him on shows, I feel very awkward and uncomfortable just watching him. So, but it's not nearly as awkward as like Larry David. No, I love Larry David. I I hey, we're on Larry a David crazy rain here. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get, let's get. I'm sorry. This is my fault. I started this. Let's go back to the subject matter at hand here. Key and Peele was, um, you know, amazing. And you know what? It was really cool that they went out on top. You know what? Yeah. They you know didn't what? jump the shark. They yeah. were like, that's all we had to say. Thank yep. you very much. And now, you know, because I didn't watch that much Mad TV, but they were the funniest, like, parts of it uh, that I did see. There was a time where, I think it was in, like, grad school, and Comedy Central lost the SNL rights, and they picked up the Mad TV rights, and, like, I didn't that's like all Mad I saw. I didn't like Mad TV that no. much. I mean, I, I liked, um, I liked uh, the two, the men on film. That was in Lemon Color. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I don't even remember what was on Mad TV, except that one creepy white guy that had, like, really big blue eyes, and he would, like, pretend to be a little kid. Well, watch some Key and Peele Mad TV sketches when we're done with this. There's some good ones. But their show, though, it was was brilliant. I was really upset when Chappelle said, like, oh, Key and Peele are doing my show. That really made... It kind of, like, made me upset, you know? I mean, I get that, but, I mean, I think... Like, when he left his show, it was an awkward situation because I, like, I think it's really hard to be a comedian. It's hard to be funny all the time. And he got burned out and he got, like, overwhelmed. And, like, but he was doing an amazing show. It's just, it's very hard to stay current and stay really funny like that. And so I get what he was saying. I mean, he was sort of like, that's what I was doing. And now other people are doing it. But also, he couldn't do it anymore because no. he got burned out. So, I think you kind of have to understand. And you I don't burned think out the network their show give is him a not break. their show is not exactly the same as Chappelle. I think I didn't Chappelle think so. was way more like cutting and like in your face, which I love too. I mean, but it was it was a slightly different style. Um, I don't think they stole anything or took anything from him, but I I can understand that. I mean, I think it's hard when you're an artist and people do things that are similar to what you've done or they're derivative of what you've done. Like, you always kind of feel, like, a sense of ownership. And some people take that in, like, more negative ways than others. Some people are like, that's cool. Like, what I did was cool. Somebody's appreciating it and riffing on it. And sometimes they're like, no, don't do anything like I did. So, I don't know. I mean, I get it. I I don't feel that they were ripping him off. And I don't feel they were, like, you know, taking his material and using it. But I can understand where he was coming from. Yeah, I think, um, I think Dave was also a little jealous, too. 
because yeah, I think he had a really hard time. This was in his and the Netflix special. This is the Netflix special is hysterical where he's like, yeah, he talks about all the times he met OJ. Yeah, yeah, that he, one I mean, was great. He's still so funny. Yeah. It's just he was great when he hosted SNL. Yeah, I think it, I mean I really have a lot of appreciation for comedians because I think you have to be very vulnerable um, and very honest, and you have to be current, and you have to be constantly thinking about like how to look at the world in a different way. Um, and it, that's a hard job. It's very hard. I, you know, comedy and horror, I think, are hard things to write in general. I right. As, as we have write. written six, like, sci-fi comedy books, you know, we know it, too. We we definitely get burned out at times. Come uh, come November, and we put a, a new book out. You know, we put a new book out a year, and, like, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's So... What was interesting about this, though, was like you know there were funny moments, but there weren't there weren't those Key and Peele funny moments, which I liked about this movie. I liked that it didn't have that though. It was very suspenseful because Key wasn't involved. Yeah, there weren't any like really silly, silly moments. Like there were parts where you like laughed, or parts that you laughed at. The it was the friend. The friend but, is what you, yeah, you laughed. He was at. definitely yeah. the comic relief, but it's still he wasn't like over the top funny. And it wasn't a movie that was like laughing at itself. I right. Mean, I think even at the end, it was very creepy. Like you didn't like when the cop car car pulls up, and there's like articles that people have put on Facebook recently about this. But when the cop car pulls up at the end, the assumption is that it's going to be the cops, and they're going to think he killed everyone. Yeah. But and said, you know, that's not what happens, which is cool, but, you know, unfortunately, we all live in a world where, you know, African Americans are assumed to have done crimes, even when they didn't, when they're just in the vicinity, because that's yeah the way that the world looks at that, unfortunately. and that sucks, and it's, it's, you know, and just sort of that feeling of like isolation and trying to fit in in a place that you don't you don't know who your allies are you don't know how, who to trust like it was such a brilliant movie from that respect and like that imagery of 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 being in space and sort of seeing the world like very separate from you i think is was really um i don't know really like impacted me like that is such a scary scary idea i know like i i've read books about like uh alien creatures taking your brain over and like not being able to control yourself and that to me is like the scariest thing ever because you're stuck in yourself but you can't get out until like i guess until your body dies but you have no control over any of that so like all your thoughts your feelings like your ability to communicate with others are like totally controlled by some other being. You just said, like, you know, made me think what uh, how Hawkeye described being controlled by Loki. Yeah, I mean... When he yeah, was like, ever have somebody else, like, you know, just, uh, you know, stick their hands in and start playing. Yeah, like, we and we've seen that in some episodes of uh, Black Mirror. That, yeah. You know, the one where the woman's in the coma and her husband, like, has yeah. her in his brain. Like, it's yeah. just such a... It's such a... I can't even imagine how horrifying that must feel to, like... That Black Mirror was great. That was a great episode. Yeah, and, like... And she... She controls him through hypnotism, and then... It ends up being, like, a surgical procedure. But, like, that idea of having absolutely no control over your own body and your own autonomy. You're just, like, in space watching things happen to you. Like, it's chilling. Yeah. It's really scary. Yeah. I hear you. Um, it was it was great how they you know 
with the grandma and the grandpa, like thing different things they said kinda hinted this all along that that they were a little older than you know, than the bodies presumed, you know, to be and how she was always fixing her hair too and, you know, to cover up the scar. The guy always had the hat on. There was just like certain things that, you know and the way they were looking at Chris, you know, the same way all the other white people were looking at him too, you know, like like dropping those kind of hints too. Yeah, that he was, like, a vehicle for them to, like, continue their lives on. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like a flip of, um, if you've ever seen Skeleton Key, which was kind of a cheesy movie, but it was kind of, like, a creepy idea, too. But in that case, it was, like, um, African-American people in the South that took over old white people's bodies, which was kind of cool. <laughs> if you haven't seen that one. Um, it's still creepy, even if you know that, what the ending is, but, um... But yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a great movie. It's very creepy. I think the imagery was awesome. The acting is great. Um, you know, you have your moments of comic relief, and there's a super cute doggo, so that's always makes me happy. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought the writing was great. It's, I liked how the cops were like making fun of him. You know, and she's like, you know, well, yeah, because you wouldn't in. believe that that's what happened. It's like. He totally like, connected all the dots, you know. Yeah, like, he, he did. did. He knew that his friend was getting into something that he didn't CSA. know. You know what was going on, and then they, you know, that the young man that was there with that weird hat on with the woman that was so much older than him, and they knew him from before. So you kind of already knew like something isn't right here at all. Besides, just awkward white people. <laughs> that was cool with the camera flash, you know, triggering um, triggering the. The uh, repressed um, consciousness to yeah. surface, you know, that was great. Um, the acting job of the parents, how they, you know. I thought they did a great job. I thought um, Allison did a great job. The ginger brother sucked. What yeah, he's creep. like the worst part of the movie, but he's supposed to be creepy. Like, he's supposed to be weird and, like, unsettling. Kind of, he, he'd, play, he'd make a good ginger in our... Probably. And if, we, if there's ever a Prison Dad show, he'd be like, he's now my number one choice <laughs> to play Ginger. Yeah, he kind of looks pretty gingery. Because he he's got like the mustache, and he's got the, yeah, exactly. Freckles, and he's really right? scrawny. Right? And like, it's yeah. creepy. But, um, no, I I really can't recommend Get Out highly enough. I think, It's such yeah. a good scary movie, and it's very interesting. I feel like it's a good um, topic of conversation with your friends, right. and, you know... To sort of understand different cultures and understand, like, what people's fears are and being in social situations in general, I think it can spark a lot of cool conversations. It was amazing when he was, like, going through all the pictures and then he was still telling her to, like, get his keys. Like, he should have, he should have just, like, he the bag, he should have just, like, got on the road. No, he couldn't trust her. Look at all those pictures he found. Well, I know, but, like, that's the only person there that he felt, like, actually could have had his back. Because the other people certainly didn't. And then she was just playing him the whole time, too. Like, right. It's, that's, it's so heartbreaking and awful. It's like, you know, you don't know who to trust. You don't, like, he had no allies, really. And even the people that should have been his allies were all brain-swapped. Yep. So they couldn't help him, like... It's very scary. It's very bleak. Right. I mean, the body snatcher stories always scared me, too, like yeah. that. Because it's like, you don't know, you're looking at people that should be people that you could talk to and people that care about you and know you, but they're not. Right. Like, they can't, because they're not themselves anymore. 
You know what was a great um, Body Snatcher story, too, that didn't get any credit? was the show that was called Invasion that was on, like, 2005, 2006. It had, um... Like, the one guy was in, like, the, um... Like the first Planet of the Apes movie, he was like he was like one of the guys that worked in the in the vet with the monkeys. He's been in a bunch of other sci fi stuff too. He was in the last season of Dirk Gently. Um but he like he was like one of the main characters. He was like a conspiracy theorist guy. Like that was a great body snatching thing because you know, you could knew the aliens because they were always breathing underwater. Whoa. Yeah. Well that's a fun time. Uh huh. Yeah. Like the little mermaid. All comes back to the Little Mermaid. It always does. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I thought this movie was really cool. I I've seen I saw it once before already. Right, and I kept meaning to see it, but you know, time and you know, maybe if you're listening to this, you know, maybe you just saw it too because you know we don't always have time to watch everything we want to. So, and with doing the this podcast, I I do try to watch like every single sci-fi TV show that's out there that I seriously like. I I've been slacking on movies lately. I've, I've been behind, with the exception of, like, Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of mystery stuff. Yeah, you have. So not really, like, straightforward horror or yeah. sci-fi stuff. Because you've actually been watching more TV lately, too. I've been watching Alienist, yeah. which is not really sci-fi or straight horror. But it's but really I watched all show. of The Future Man on Hulu, and that was amazing. Um, the guy who played PETA in The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. um traveling through time with a bunch of people who are from a video game. Uh, just brilliance. Every episode is brilliant. And a lot of jizz jokes. Shocking, you know. Oh, Isn't... Jeffrey James. But we're here to talk about Get Out. And um, I, I do like how, you know, Key and Peele weren't in the movie either. You know, because... Yeah, that's a little departure for them. Yeah. Because usually when one of them or both of them writes, they're in it. Yeah. Or they were in together... Um, Fargo in the first season. So yes, they were them. the only good season of that show. Yeah, he, 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 I feel like he, we see him in more cameo roles than we see Peel though, because I feel it's like probably true. He, you know, like I just saw Parks and Rec. He was on, um, like a, a rerun, obviously. Um, that was it was on like during the day, and um, there was a great movie with some of the people from the state where he was like the crazy neighbor. Oh yeah, right. Hell baby, or yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Devil baby. He was like showering in their house. Yeah, they and were stuff. like in New Orleans, and he kept like sneaking in through the bathroom. Yeah, he was the best part of that movie. Yeah, he was. The rest of the movie was kind of weird and lame. But um, but Get Out is definitely not weird and lame. No, I every really second of this movie was, was so well done, compelling and and captivating. It really was. So. I was hooked, like, the whole time. I was I was totally hooked. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cute. He was, like, sitting on the couch with my dog, and they both looked like they were very focused on the movie, even though Sookie probably had no idea what was going on. It was it was pretty cute. Maybe she was all about <laughs> it. You don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's quite possible. Sookie probably understands more than I give her credit for. Yeah, they didn't bark, like, the whole movie, you know? No. Sam's passed out. Yeah, I mean, right. That's how we're able to do the podcast almost, down here. <laughs> yeah, it's almost 9 p.m., so that's usually dog sleep time in my house. But, um... Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, you know, besides... The, the casting was was great. Yeah. For everybody, though. You know, we the started saying this stuff. With like the, the parents were great. In so many, like, indie movies. Right. And so many TV shows where yep. they're just, like, the epitome of successful white people and so they just fit in very perfectly yeah evil <laughs> there's the, the awkward like dinner party where like it was there to meet everybody and i loved um you know you didn't understand why they were playing bingo at first 
the whole bingo scene. They had his picture up there. Um, and how, you know, Steven Root's character won the bingo. I, it w- I was so confused when I was watching it. I was just, like, so perplexed. Like, what is going on here with this? Yeah, everything ties together in the mid- end of this movie. In yeah. ways that you don't expect it to. Exactly. Yeah. That was that was brilliant. I know, because I was hoping Steven Root wasn't as evil as he was. Like, you keep hoping that someone's going to be this dude's friend and, like, get him out of there, but everybody is evil. He's Steven Root. I know, and he's a blind dude who's clearly gay, like... He should be trying to help somebody else that's having a rough time, but no, they're all so off for themselves. Yeah. So the bingo game that was interesting too. Yeah, because I was I was really confused by that while that was going on because she purposely took him away so they could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, she was behind so it. Much so we didn't think she was. She was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want to think that she's like really loves him and is trying to help him until he finds those pictures, and then it's like, oh damn! Like she's been the whole time just getting people yeah. to come back here and be, like, brain-melded by her creepy parents. Now, do you think that she wanted him to find those pictures? Yeah, I don't think she cared. I really think she's, like, evil, and she knows she's evil. So at that point, like, she knew that that night they were gonna... Because he was trying to leave, so she was like, okay, now it's over, like, we're gonna take your brain. So I think she did. She, like, tortured him. take your him. body. Yeah, but, like, take your brain out of your head yeah, and, yeah. you know control you like i think she was really evil because she had no feeling about him at all like no. she was kind of like you're one of my favorites but then she was upstairs like listening to the dirty dancing soundtrack and picking out her next like victim <laughs> while eating heartless. dry cereal with a glass of milk yeah that is loops. psychotic behavior yeah dude she was like one step away from like watching taxi driver and reading catcher on the ride at the same time like yeah, over she and over was, like, again ready to kill somebody yeah exactly like, the whole but, family's nuts. Yeah. yeah, they were all evil. The whole town. Maybe the whole state of Connecticut. All those people. All those people that went to the cocktail party, they were all evil, like, creepy, nefarious, evil richers. Now, do you think they only ever did this procedure three times, or do you think they've done it? I don't know. I mean, I think because they were, were trying all to those dudes. all those pictures. Like, yeah. There were other people that had been kidnapped and turned into somebody else, but you just only saw like the one that was her grandpa and her grandma and the, and other the guy. poor other dude who so, was some guy named Logan. Okay. <laughs> what if the other ones were like failed experiments? I mean, it could have been because I don't. I guess her grandpa came up with the experiment in the first place, so he was using it on other people. But now, like her dad was the only one that knew how to do it. I don't know. I don't know, I mean, you didn't get to know, like, the full story of, like, how many people were doing this in Connecticut or other places in the world, but that was kind of creepy, too, like, clearly it was something that they made a video of, so it wasn't their first rodeo, and, you know, the daughter had definitely done it several times before, like, captured people and taken their brains out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, The earplug thing was great. We wonder what he was doing. Yeah, he figured it out. Yeah. He was like, I can't hear. If I can't hear, they can't control me. Right, exactly. I would have kept those, like, kind of, like, in. Maybe not all the way, but, like, while I was, like, trying to get out of the house. Yeah, Um, I mean, I think that was just a... Like a plot device to show, like that's killed how the he guy got with the out. deer head. How cool was that? That was awesome. That, yeah, I mean, yeah, like he. It was awesome that he killed the white people with like corny white people paraphernalia, like the letter the, opener. Yeah, like the yeah, he like stabbed the mom with the letter opener. The son, he like the smacked balls. over the head with the cro- croquet balls, and then he killed the dad with like 
the hunting trophy right. BS. Right. Like, so that was really funny. And then the yeah, he shot the the daughter when she was wearing like some corny horse riding outfit or whatever. Well he didn't shoot her the grandpa. Well the grandpa did, that's the, right. And the he woke, just like left woke her grandpa, yeah, woke after grandpa. her grandpa <laughs> But yeah, like a rifle that, like, to kill a white person. Like that's I guess that's what we do now. I don't know. Um <laughs> And you turn you know, the gun apparently, on himself, like, you so. know, having an MR-15 is totally normal and cool. AR-15, AR whatever. That's just how much we care about guns. I don't care about guns. <laughs> <laughs> guns are for idiots. But, um... <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah. No, the whole thing was, like, really just brilliant and creepy. And it was, like, going into it, I knew I would love it. And uh, my expectations totally blown out of the water. I totally loved it. Very good movie. Until next week, make sure you go to our website, prisondad.com, and check out our upcoming events at uh, It's a Con in Allentown and at the Greater Philadelphia Comic Con in Oaks, Pennsylvania. We are super amped. We're going to have um, an awesome spring here. And, um, and we're working on our next book, so yeah. that's exciting too. Awesome. So until uh, next time. Get out! Get out!